You're listening to Always Open number 112. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. another episode of Always Open. I still can't mentally focus on the song and introing the show at the same time. <laughs> so you, you you do it, hey! I just I try to stall as much as possible during the hey! <laughs> 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 Yep. Mm. Yep. That's, I didn't like that. I did. It's okay. I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Always Open. Um, you've probably seen our guests already, but I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman. And with me today, I got... I hope you know me. If you don't... Well, hi, I'm Jessica. Oh, hi, oh. Jessica. Oh. Oh, and I'm Christina. Wow. Wow. Oh, uh, oh my God. <laughs> God damn Come on, Mariel. Lighten up. <laughs> Lighten up. She's milking it. Here, why don't you just move your mouth? And it's me, me. your, your friend, friend, friendly neighborhood, neighborhood bitch. bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> Barbara said it feel first. a little attacked, what honestly. What were you going to say? Um, I don't know. I'm feeling a little obnoxious today because my shirt's feeling really obnoxious and loud. You're more and colorful than normal. It's really fun. I am. I am. You know, uh, I was telling Texas I've been watching a lot of Euphoria and they have a lot of really great makeup. Oh, Euphoria. Yeah. Shout out to Euphoria. Euphoria is so good. Euphoria 2020. Hey. Yes. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. You should watch it. It's really good. Uh, it's also really sad. But yeah. anyway, we were talking about that show and then I walked in with a super loud shirt and he was like, I'm gonna do some makeup based on that shirt, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." It's like the perfect match. I just gave up, you know. Well, I like the I like the red and the blue. Yeah. I thought I you were like feeling it. obnoxious because it was like completely unbuttoned the entire time. And what do you? It's it's now. got two buttons. I mean, three you buttons just are, before the show. There's three yeah. buttons. Let's be honest. If Meryl's buttons come undone on the show, I'm not gonna tell her. Yeah. Me neither. I wouldn't say anything. In fact, there. I'm just going I'd to go. This, this will be whoa, my key whoa. that they've unbuttoned. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <gasps> no, don't even do whoa. that. Can't even See, tell. She... Meryl now has all of her shirt <laughs> unbuttoned. Um, so if you're you... listening to the audio version of Always Open, uh, go head on over Mariel to just your teeth. Flash the camera. On the website. <laughs> Mariel just flashed the camera. Eric, you know what's happening. We were talking about it before the show, and you knew it would, it would make an appearance in the show. Like, you knew what you were in for. Boobs yep. are important. Absolutely. Boobs. Important content. Boobs, 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 boobs. Boobs. There's no reason why they only need two letters. And there's no reason why they need to be covered up, <laughs> folks. Don't That's cover true. up your boobs. Free the nipples. Free the yes. nipples. Free the nips. Oh, man. This Free is our be beverages into our mouths. With oh, this yes, shot yes. That we're we got to do this. Um, this is a, a little shot Texas made us. It's a melon ball. Melon ball. Melon ball. Because we wanted ball. something fruity. We were very kind of like colorful tropical yeah, today. These yeah. are some straws from our uh, uh, vicious summer stream we did yeah. a couple weeks ago. Um, and we had some leftover ones, so we're using them on the show because I think it goes with all of our looks. You know what, I think so too. Well, yeah, Malay, yep, okay. blonde. I'm not blonde. <laughs> I thought called her blonde. <laughs> Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for being here. Ooh, yummy. Dangerous. Yummy, yummy. Ooh. <sighs> Let's do it again. Every um, time I oh, right, you can't shoot. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Y'all know this, and then they put the camera on me every time because they know. 
<laughs> this bitch can't take a shot. So, well, have you ever tried holding your or your? I'm saying two words. <laughs> holding As, your sinuses. Holding your nose and then eating an orange. Eating what? an orange will hide a lot of the uh, liquor or flavor. Oh, the taste. Well, she doesn't do it because you. It's not the taste. It's like. My, the my liquid. My, she can't my stomach is, Which there's a up. demon inside me. Literally so uh, We literally talk about it every time. That's because, yeah, that's I think true. guys, we always have new people on that's with true. each other. Yeah. So like we now have to explain it to you, Christina. Right, right, yeah. right. So I know that nature. she has her burping thing. Jessica <laughs> 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 has her burping thing. <laughs> we understand that she has that issue. So uh, let's keep talking about it. <laughs> we were hanging out yesterday. Um, we were doing a shoot for some new merch coming out um, here at Rooster Teeth. And... I, all day, I don't know what it was, I was farting all day. <laughs> but Letting it loose. I, then I did the RT podcast and I had to hold in my farts for like two hours and it was painful. Cause like, you Why know- don't you just let them go? Are you afraid of them being loud or stinky? We well, talked about this. There's, two there's a lot of things. Yeah, you're worried about it being loud, first of all, but then if it's not loud, it's stinky. And like, Gavin would fucking- Bring it up? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, That would be embarrassing. Jessica, you have a fart story. Wait, there's many. So which one are you talking about? <laughs> your fart story. Am I about to expose you? Oh, my Chernobyl farts? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said, am I a butt to expose you? I thought it was very good. Oh, uh, no, I don't mind talking about it at all. Actually, they're finished, so I don't know what happened. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen the show Chernobyl. Sure have. But if you don't or if you know, know the story the show, of the actual history. Uh, yeah. uh, watch those shows. You know, yeah. yeah. So um, for about like a month, I don't know what was going on, but um, anytime, and it's only happened in the night, like in the evening, right after dinner. <laughs> <Spooky>. <laughs> Just like, not during the day, um, but when I would fart, it smelled as if there was like a rotting corpse in the room that had been there for like a year. Like the no. smell was awful. And so, so I'm sitting specific. there. No, I'm sitting there with Devin, and this is the first time, this is the first uh, instance of the Chernobyl fart. And I call it the Chernobyl fart, obviously, because the smell, it's just like, it's so awful, it's your skin. Kill. It's just, yeah, exactly, yeah. it's to kill. It's, to kill. it's um, like an actual power plant. Absolutely, set absolutely. asshole to destroy. So we're sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden I let it go, and like I smell it first because you always smell your own fart first before somebody else, and you're just like, man, I hope you know the wind isn't really strong in this room right now because it's hope it doesn't travel over to his nostrils, oh and uh, it does. So, uh, so, so we're sitting there, we're watching a show, and like I, I hear him go like this, and then like he stops and he goes like this. What was that? Was that? Did you just fart? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, he gets up and he's like, no, no, no. And then he goes over and he like sits in the other chair and he keeps looking at me and he's like, that's incredible. He's like, did that come out of your asshole? It was, if it was awful. If your fart incredible, it was you like, know something special. The way yeah. that he acted, it's like he was attacked. Like, like a cat. Yeah, yeah. he's like startled. Yeah. movement that he was like, "Nah, man, that's fucked up." Yeah, no, that's he, fucked up. He did not enjoy it, and I feel bad for him. So, well, the fact that he Too still bad. loves you is yeah. shows true true yeah. connection. But now they're done. Like now they don't smell like anything anymore. And I don't know what the, I don't know what happened during Sometimes that like month. Your body just reacts differently to food. Yeah. it was weird, but I'll Amazing. never forget it. So. My favorite fart story of all time is I forget who told us this last night when we were talking about farts, <laughs> but. Someone was on a conference call, like on um, Google Hangouts, where if you know, everyone has like their camera and their screen and stuff like that, and when you start talking, you get to be like the person on the screen. Mm. Uh -huh. And <laughs> apparently, she was on this call and like had a fart, but she thought it was going to be like 
quiet and just was gonna like kind of seep it out. Silent. And so she went to fart, <laughs> and it. First of all, it was so loud that the no. camera switched to her. No. 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 <laughs> yes. No. Oh, that's the best fucking no. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I like her reaction is like. <laughs> oh, my God. So not only did everyone hear her fart, but like it stopped the conference call to focus on her. <laughs> Everyone must. <laughs> oh my God! What do you do if you're in that situation? Like not not her, <laughs> but the people who are in that call. Are just uh, just go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be fucking laughing my ass. So off. as I, I was saying about our numbers this quarter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, long Dude. story short, I had to fart all day, and and um, we were yeah. outside shooting some photos, and I just I had to like walk away from the. She like walked times. around in the parking lot just by herself, and was like, "What are you doing?" She's farting. She's yeah. letting them go. So if, like, it becomes, like, there's a weird smell in here, at least I know it's not me. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Or is it? Barb okay. is like, Barb I is feel like, like there's always, like, a little bit of a weird smell coming off of you. What do you mean, a weird smell coming off of me? Maybe, I don't know. Don't maybe it's because like you put her in the trash can. What is it? That's, that's, that's why. Yeah, you put me in the, in the trash. trash. Because I literally lift you and put you. I haven't done that in a while. Do you put me in the trash because I smell like trash, or do you put me in the trash because I am trash? I put you in the trash because I love you. See, it's out of love. Yeah. Have you guys seen Toy Story 4? Not yet. Wait, is it already out? Oh, yeah. Has it been out? It's been out is for a couple sad? weeks. Is it sad? I think it's very good. And okay. there's some sad moments and some very happy moments. But there's a character in that movie named Forky. Uh, yes. And because he was Forky made from... Forky or Borky? Forky. Okay. He Forky. was made from a bunch of trash. So after he, like, comes to life, he's constantly trying to get back in the trash. And so he's always, like, running towards the trash can. Like, <laughs> oh, trash! Trash! And that reminds me oh. of Forky yes. relationship. Well, I'm, 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 I'm actually I'm, Porky. <laughs> You are porky. Like no, porky. I moved. Uh, Jessica used to be the target of all of my bullying, and I think I've slowly moved on to Christina. Yeah. Is there like a hierarchy of bullying? Um, I think it's the more I like you, the more I bully you. Yeah. Like the more I like you, and the less I know you. You don't bully me. Because I know you really well. Well, wait a minute. What do you mean by the less you know? I'm I'm basically a like, stranger to her, but she likes to make me mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I meet someone and I don't feel very, like, I want to get to know them, but I don't feel very close to them, but I like them, I just start bullying. Okay, so that's Jesus, what you, you did in the beginning of our relationship. Why don't you want to get closer to I am getting guys. closer to you. Are we yelling? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> guys, stop fighting on the show. Are we just very disagreeing right now? <laughs> God. Sorry, I just get very heated. No, that makes sense now. Now I understand. Yeah. After like I know you and we're past all that, it makes sense now. Yeah. Just I believe, like how you were. I believe Mariel on a very strategic you, level. You like actually bully me. <laughs> like like <laughs> no. little kids with crackers. <laughs> yeah, I ruined Steal a lot my of food. her snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Crush your crackers. Yeah. You can get more. <laughs> I did um, knock a bag of Cheetos out of your hand the other day. It was impressive. And then oh. I did. Uh, so we have our prank video, or not our, our heist video yes. that came yes. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we're all very on edge because we think the facilities team is coming after us. So yes. Hector, who you tried to put in the cage and he and did, resisted, and he resisted, he got out. He came into our office very suspiciously. Were you there? No. Were you there? Wait, when was this? I can't remember, it was last week. Were you there? Oh, with no. the lollipops? Yes. And you yes. were there? Oh, oh yes. yes. came in very suspiciously and started yeah. offering all of us lollipops. Yeah. And so he was holding this bag, and I was like, I don't trust him. Like, something, like my spidey senses are going yeah. off. And so I did the only thing I thought I could, could, could do was I roundhouse kicked it out of his hands. <laughs> oh, you did? 
I wish we would have caught that on camera. It was so good. I cannot stress the fact of how impressive this was. It, it really yeah. was incredibly impressive. And then I, you, you turned around and you're like, you taught me this! I did, he did. He, I literally He's just a stink coordinator. But he's a scary man. He's, yeah, he's and he strong. was so suspicious because yeah. he. It was one of those things where it was like, this seems innocent, but you have like a little gleam in your eye. And he's like, they're just lollipops. I just came to offer you guys lollipops. And I was like, I don't think like the creepy trust guy you. in the van trying yeah. to. Yeah. Trying, trying and so to then I, I kicked the lollipops out of his hand, thinking maybe there was a bomb inside. Oh God! No, no wow. bomb. What? There wasn't. Meryl saved the day. I saved Meryl, the day. Yeah. You saved us. You're welcome. What if I took a lollipop and ate three? <laughs> what if you took one but you ate three? Yep. <laughs> maybe that's where the Chernobyl farts came. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what that I play. Lollipop farts. Mm -hmm. Turns out they were all dipped in chloroform. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yum. Mm -hmm. Nap time. Beep <laughs> beep. I would like to say that this episode of Always Open is brought to you by Snow. Everyone wants their home to look and feel great. Luckily, Snow makes it incredibly simple. They create trend-proof, beautiful, functional pieces made for how you live. Snow makes luxury essentials for every room in your home, minus the markup. They partner directly with the master craftsman to create beautiful, simple products that are made to last. Uh, my favorite product that they make are definitely the bed sheets. They are so soft, so comfortable, and they have this material that feels cold, which I love, uh, especially when you get into bed at the end of the day. It feels very cozy, very comfortable, and easy to fall asleep. Uh, cannot recommend them enough. We have the white color at home and it goes with everything. Uh, love the sheets, I use them all the time. Uh, like their super soft award-winning sheets and fluffy duvets, or luxurious airspun cotton towels and robes, they also have super durable, dishwasher-safe porcelain dinnerware and wine glasses with titanium-enforced stems. Imagine all the dinner parties you could host. It's the home collection of your dreams priced for your reality. Impress your guests with the dinnerware or slip into an awesome night of sleep with their incredibly soft sheets, as I mentioned before. You simply can't go wrong when you choose Snow. Right now, Snow is offering our listeners $30 off your first purchase of $150 or more when you go to snowhome.com open. That's S-N-O-W-E-H-O-M-E dot com slash open to get $30 off your first order. Again, that's snowhome.com slash open for your special offer. Thanks, Snow. Um, all right, well, we're doing uh, a very special episode. Um, we've talked a lot about mental health on the show, but other than some episodes we've had with Caden Morton, we haven't really done a whole episode on mental health. So we thought we'd bring it back. So we're going to be talking a lot about anxiety. Anxiety! <laughs> Which, spoiler alert, everyone deals with um, to varying degrees, but um, the goal of it is to know <coughs> that you are not alone in your experiences with anxiety, as we will talk about today. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple questions that you guys have asked, as well as a question for the table, which we'll start with Ooh. right now, ladies. Um, this question is submitted by Caitlin C. And Caitlin wants to know, what makes you anxious? Other than everything. Well then. People yelling in the background. Mario bullying me. Oh, come on, don't lie. Hmm. I enjoy it, you're right. <laughs> I've been having, um, a type of anxiety that I, I don't really know how to identify it, but it's very specific as of like the last year or two. It's constantly thinking about death. Mm. Metal. That's a common one. But not in a in just like a general way, in like starting to imagine a scenario mm -hmm. that I'm in. Um, like whether it's on a plane or in a fucking mass shooting. Mm -hmm. um, just shit like that where I start picturing what it would be like to actually be in that scenario. Yep and my, how my body starts panicking and like freaking out of, of the idea of like, I'm about to fucking die. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know what to do. 
and my brain will start playing through the scenario and I can't get it to stop. Yeah. And I'll just be like sitting on the couch watching a TV show with Trevor and like, oh, like there's a gunshot here. And I'm like, now I'm thinking about fucking getting shot. Oh, what the fuck? And like, yeah. that's all I could think about for the rest of the night. Yeah. And I don't know how to cope with that yeah. in a way to where like, stop thinking about that. Like you're driving yourself crazy. You're thinking about like the worst case scenario of any situation. How the fuck do I stop that? It's I hard when all the mass shootings are happening and you see it on the news like 24-7, like you can't escape it. Well, like, I mean, it's, it's even scared to go to like, like big outings where there's a bunch of like a group of people yeah. out yep. and it feels weird. It's all, yeah. Especially when Unfortunately. these mass shootings have happened in every situation possible. A concert. In the a garlic festival. Walmart, a garlic festival, a, a fucking school, yeah. college, everything, and it's very um, unsettling to think about being yeah. anywhere public. What do you do whenever you have like that? Because I feel like I would just, I've thought about death sometimes with anxiety, mm -hmm. but the way I cope with it is, is just like falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, just want to shut it off. <laughs> Honestly, the, the way that I've dealt with it mostly, and luckily it usually happens when I'm at home or like somewhere like not in public. In I don't really think about it in public. Mm -hmm. um, so usually what I'll do is put on something that I've seen before, like a like a, a comedy series or like or... a Disney movie or something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to like put something on that's happy and funny and like mm -hmm. this thing, like death is not happening here and it's yeah. not violent or anything like that. Cause I, yeah. So I could just take my mind off of it. Like watching something so simple, it's like The Office. That's so like mind numbing to where yeah. you just like <clears throat> cleanses your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. There's also, um, and I'll probably bring this up later on the show too, but um, a coping mechanism that I've started to use for when I start feeling anxious or having like really bad thoughts is there's two things that I do. One is, it's going to sound really stupid, so stay with me. No. I picture all these thoughts as little mice okay. and they're like coming up at me and then I just go, shoot, and I just <laughs> kick them away and then they scatter. Yes. And then I'm like, okay, they're gone. Because it's cool. like you're visualizing something yeah. tangible. Yeah. And then yeah. a, a friend of mine also mentioned uh, something that he does is he pictures a river and you're just sitting by the river watching things and there's these little leaves on the river and all these bad thoughts are on the leaves and they're just slowly floating by. Yeah. And then they so just ripped off. therapy? That's what my therapist said. That there's a lot of like therapy techniques that are like that where you really? basically yeah. like one of the first therapists that I started going to was basically like She's like, imagine that you're standing on like the edge of like an ocean or like a big lake or something, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you see all these like boats coming towards you, and then you like kind of assign each boat like you know a thing that's kind of plaguing your mind, and then yeah, and then you or they you have them with you, and then you send them away, and then like the one that comes back that's like the most pressing or like the one that like it's like okay like this is what I have to deal with today, you know. So yeah. there's a lot of like visualization techniques in therapy where it's like okay like actually get it out of your head and like put it on paper or like put it somewhere so that you can kind of compartmentalize and like yeah yeah mm -hmm. that those are some really good and they work for you surprisingly yes that's and good it, it sounds really cheesy and, and I it's know, not whatever some, helps yeah some people watching might be like oh that's stupid how would that work blah blah blah. but like don't knock it till you try it uh, yeah because if you actually picture these things as like physical things where you're just like get away like oh it's leaving now like i'm done with that yeah it really helps you be like okay like that's not my thought anymore, or like that's mm -hmm. banned from my thoughts in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I need to try more of that because I've been relying on like, like CBD oil and stuff, which is that's fine. another that's another good one. Yeah, but I should also like 
work through it without having to take like CBD oil and stuff. It's just like. I think honestly, I, I don't. It's it. like something in your brain. It, it's like it's a neural pathway. You have to build new pathways in your brain yeah. from taking medication, going to like talk therapy, yeah. to build those new ways of coping with things that trigger you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's another thing my therapist has said. Oh my god, <laughs> my that's what my therapist said. <laughs> Look at you, lady. You all go to the same. Do you also go to therapy? Yeah, I've been going to therapy for five years. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I need to get on this train. Yeah. I think it's I'm the it's only a, one in this group that doesn't. It's go. it's a it's a really good thing. Like right now, I'm not currently in therapy, um, mostly because it was like a scheduling issue, like a month or two ago, and mm -hmm. then um, I was just like, oh, like I'm gonna try other things. And like therapy is like, it's not you like come once and you go. right once yeah. you start, you don't have to like it's not regimented. And you yeah. have to go all the time. Yeah. kind of like how as you needed. feel right as needed. And so I kind of got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't feel like I really need it right now. I also start I was like got onto medication and felt like all the things that I kind of, I, I got to the point where I felt like I started using therapy almost as a little, a little bit of as, as a crutch, mm. instead of being like able to deal with the things that I had going on. It's kind of like, and I, I don't want to speak for someone who's never been to therapy, but from my understanding, it's almost like physical training, where you go to a trainer and you learn these techniques yeah. and proper oh, form, yeah. and then like you could then learn those lessons moving yeah. forward, and then like, oh, I want to refresh or let me go back right. to training. When, and you also have to put those things into practice, right. too. And yeah, that, yeah. that was a thing that I kept feeling myself falling into, is that I'd kind of keep going and like repeating the same patterns, and then my therapist was just kind of like, okay, like, you know, we've talked about this before, like, what are you doing to change it? And like. Well, I'm just coming here to talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to do Step something one. outside of yeah. this room, you know. Yeah, you have to do the work. Right. You have like, to do, there's the, a lot of work that goes into therapy that I think people like. You just kind of expect to go in and like have this hour to kind of bare your soul, and then you're like, and it does feel better like once yeah, you get yeah. out. But then you're also kind of left with like the the um, remnants, the remnants of being like, okay, now I actually have to go out there and like apply this, um, and you know, and put it into practice. Do your homework. And make sure, yeah, and do your mm -hmm. homework and make sure that you're actually like taking care of yourself in the ways that you're not just like, <laughs> yeah, self-care, I go to therapy, like, and you're actually putting in the work. Yeah, because mm -hmm. right. I, I think there's probably a misunderstanding or a misconception of like, I'll go to therapy, I'll talk to this person about my problems or they'll ask me questions about these things and then like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. It's like, mm, I think it's a lot more work and a lot deeper than that. Yeah. I put in a lot of, perspective. like I went to Massachusetts to see my uh, extended family like two weekends ago and I put a lot of the work that my therapist <clears throat> had told me about, like I think I avoided a panic attack, but I still was left with like, I was like the entire weekend I was like on an even keel of just like high anxiety. So like not straight panic attack because I was doing all the things she told me about, such as like, um, if you feel your heart beating super, super fast to lay down and then put your feet up on like a chair or something, it, it brings the blood from your legs back into your heart oh, so your heart doesn't have to pump as hard. And then uh, she calls it the wet noodle where you just kind of like completely like just noodle yourself down until you're, you're down like this and then you like you stay there, you breathe uh, deep for like three times I guess and then you come back up and you just like whew, recenter yourself. I did all of that which I think like helped with just kind of like meditation, I use the Calm app, I use so many things to avoid a, pa a panic attack one night, but something that I'm still struggling with is just like, no matter what I do, and sometimes I'm not even aware, like the feelings of anxiety that are just like inside my chest and mm -hmm. my trouble breathing, like why isn't it going away? Like it's been days of this. Yeah. So it's something that I'm actually still like finding and trying to search for answers on, because. Yeah, because sometimes it just sticks with you for yeah. I'm like, a why long is, period of why time is it still where it's here? like shaky. Yep. Yeah. It's like effect, yeah. like basically like the uh, like a tremor, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 or a tremor. Yeah. Well, what about you guys? What what makes you anxious other than 
And we're talking about anxiety. We're talking about the weight of the world and every, everyone's. Uh, what, there's this tweet that's like, I don't. I only care about two things. And it's like uh, everyone's opinion about me and like some like the crushing rate of the world or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are two big. Um, I've actually. I feel like I'm in a good place right now, um, which kind of took me a while to get because I was. Like, unhappy with a lot of things in my life, but mm. wasn't doing anything to change them and mm -hmm. just kind of kept, like I said, kind of fell into patterns of just like continuing to do the same thing and just being like, but why isn't it working? Yeah. Um, and like the people who are like, I'm going to win the lottery. It's like, have you ever bought a lottery right. ticket? No, I yeah. will know. Well, yeah, but one day. <laughs> um, so I just kind of got tired of it and like decided that I, I deserved better for myself, um, just like actually deserved to be happy. And so, um, I got out of a relationship with with someone who I still very much love and care for. Um, it wasn't like any issues there. It was just like, this is time to be over. It's run its course. It's run yeah. its course and it, I'm ready to move on now. Um, and just like kind of letting that weight go, like I think that caused me a lot of anxiety just because I was so concerned with how someone else felt mm -hmm. and didn't really take the time to take care of myself. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it just got to a point where I was like, wow, like I'm really unhappy and I'm, causing myself a lot of stress and anxiety because I'm so worried about how this person's gonna react. But at the same, I'm just making us both miserable at the same yeah. time. Um, so once that ended, it like, I literally physically felt like this huge weight come off my shoulders and I've been so much happier ever since. Um, which has been nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you've definitely seemed different. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people have been. That's what a lot of people have said. Talking which is about nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't put Christina in the trash like in like a month. Oh, how you know? Let's yes. Make, let's make Meryl um, like not happy again. Yeah. Let's yeah. See what no, no, That's I don't want to be in yeah. the trash. <laughs> Just don't want to be there. That's all you say when she's doing it. I don't, yeah, don't want to be in the trash. Yeah, but then she like. Moves like when I try and pick her up, she'll like move with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. You don't ever really. Realize. She'll like jump into your arms. I think she likes it. Yeah, uh, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. Yeah, but you like the connection. That you the can. connection I get is uh, I can't even. It's un, I can't even Unreal. say. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like like I said, I started uh, medication a few months ago, and I think that's made a huge change. I, I, I was always kind of the one person who was always like. No, that's not for me. Like, I'm never gonna be on medicine. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be Was the concern that you people. would get too reliant on it? Not even reliant, it was just more so, I, I, it was a lot of self-judgment and not judgment on other people. Like, I don't judge anyone for being on medication. I think it's a great idea, but it was just kind of like, well, I'm not one of those people. Right. Like, yeah. I, I'm better than that, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I can, can work through this on my own. Right, like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I can be stronger. Um, and then I just remember having a conversation with my therapist and just being like, hey, like, I feel like this stuff is kind of working, but like I just need a jump start because I'm gonna go crazy. Cause I was just yeah. dealing with a lot of stuff at the time. Sure. And she was like, okay. She was like, yeah, I mean, if you know, that's something you need to talk to your doctor about, obviously, but like, she was like, I support you if that's what you wanna do. And so then I got on medication and then um, I feel great now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel yeah. a lot better. Yeah. Mixed with some life changes. Yeah, yeah. some good yeah. life changes well, and like kind of feeling like, I hate feeling um, stagnant or complacent, and I felt like I was kind of sitting in there for a while. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like yeah. waiting in like a kiddie pool of just like, what am I gonna do? You and know, watching like the years pass by. Yeah, and that's how yeah. that's how it felt. And so finally, I was just like, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna I'm gonna get up out of this little baby pool. Yeah, I think there's a lot of shame associated with medication. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and even stuff like CBD. Yeah, like you were saying, like, oh, I yeah. don't want to have to rely mm -hmm. on this, but it's like there's nothing wrong with finding something that works for you. Yeah, um, I think as long as like. Again, you don't get too reliant on something where it's just like, I could only be happy if I'm right. heavily medicated or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, 
I'm not going to knock either because I think the most important thing is for people to be happy. Mm -hmm. um, but if that then helps you get to a point where you could be more accepting of things yeah. and, and in a better place in general, right. I think there's just a lot of shame associated with yeah. being on medication, but there shouldn't be. Right. I mean, yeah. it's... Because people don't know enough about it. They're not knowledgeable about it. And right. I think if they were, they would be a little bit more open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, and that was that was the thing is that once I finally made that decision to do it and start it, um, I was just like, wow, why have... And my goal has always been to be on it, to kind of get myself out of this, like, giant hole that I felt like I was, um, you know, not really successful at digging myself out of. And then get to a point where I'm like, okay, like this is good, I feel great, and then just kind of start slowly weaning myself off again. Yeah. yeah. And seeing if it's like, is it like, is it was it like situational? Like what what's going on in my life at the time that was making me feel so down? Or is it the fact that like, I just kind of have chemical imbalances and I need, and I- That's the thing though. That's another that's, thing is the imbalance. It's yeah. hard to just like, uh, what I've learned from so many experiences, deal, I've been on medication for like, seven years mm -hmm. and been in therapy for five and sometimes people just don't give themselves enough time to really feel the benefits of the medication mm -hmm. like for someone like me my therapist told me that I have at least 20 to 25 years on medication mm -hmm. uh, consistently mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I like uh, I, and so I really can't go without it mm -hmm. um, but I know a lot of people, especially I do, you know, a lot of like comedy and stuff like that. People will get on medications and then they'll jump off after like six months because they're like, I feel better. Right. Yeah. yeah. But really, it, it, it's you, like I was saying earlier, you have to like train those neural pathways mm -hmm. to be like, hey, like, you, you normally react where you go and hide, like the, the fight. Uh, fly, mm -hmm. uh, freeze or faint. Yeah, uh, it's like these are the things you normally do. Let's like try to ease these down with this medication, and so you're not like completely panicking all the time. Mm -hmm. I just it, it sucks when I know people that get off medication way too early when they right. need it for a long term to just continue building that way of thinking. Yeah, like they're using it as and a then they let instead go. of doing yeah yeah because yeah. Taking medication is there, also sucks. This might be a, a, <laughs> yeah. a question. I just don't know too much about it, but is there a way to slowly like wean yourself off? Yeah, yeah, over, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You just time. take you take like uh, you start off by halving mm -hmm. your dosage, but it all has to be through a doctor yes, where absolutely. you go and see. Like so, you're weaning off your dose, and then a lot of doctors wouldn't say to like I'm sure a therapist and a nurse practitioner wouldn't say to like go cold turkey, like oh, no, 100%. Yeah. Like messy. Which I have, like, you know, not to fault the, fault the game, you know? I've yeah. gone, <laughs> I've gone, I've gone cold, cold turkey, like, at least, like, five times, you know, because mm -hmm. you get experimental. Yeah. And you think, yeah. like, oh, I feel good. Yeah, you're right. like, I feel great. Yeah. You know, and then it just hits you like a wild storm, and you're like, right. ooh, I don't feel good after all. Yeah. You know? It's always interesting, too, when I, if I happen to miss, um, like, you know, like, I'll take, like, a weekend trip and forget to, like, pack or something. Or pack, mm -hmm. you, you feel know, it. bag, and I'm just like, what the, like, why do, why I, do I feel this so way? weird right now? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Like, because I'm a yeah. dumb ditty who didn't yeah. bring my pills. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel like I should also uh, have a disclaimer here for everyone listening or watching. 
We are not medical professionals. No. Uh, no. Nor are we mental health professionals in any yeah, way. We just play uh, them on TV. We are just <laughs> using our own knowledge and experience to try to talk about it openly and hopefully help someone through that. Um, mm -hmm. But also, if you're dealing with any sort of medical, medication, all that stuff, always talk to a professional, doctor, whatever you need. Um, mm -hmm. Don't listen to us for medical advice. Talk to a professional. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Disclaimer over. hundred percent. Yeah. Hit him with the wall. <laughs> I don't think any of us like well, answers your question. Like I'm gonna answer in one word. This something that makes me anxious is pressure. And it's a pressure in all different kinds of situations. Um, that is a that's a big one. Feeling pressure to just like be a certain way, act a certain way when really I'm just I just wanna do whatever I wanna do and I wanna mm -hmm. be however I wanna be. So like socially pressure? Well, it's a mixture of social mixed with like even my my um, that too, it's honestly everything. Like even my mom told me when we were back up in Massachusetts, she was like, um, she's like, I haven't seen you, like, are you okay? Like you haven't been like smiling. And I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel fine. Like, oh God, do I, I have to smile so people don't think I'm, you know, I'm fine, I don't know. And like my sister was like, I have, feel like I haven't seen you smile in two years. I'm like, I smile all the time. What are you talking about? And it just like yeah. gets to me and I'm like, why? Why are they saying these things? Like, I, I feel fine, like I'm... Well, it's almost like it's the pressure of having to be someone or act a certain way in order to make other people comfortable. Right. That could be it too. I'm like, I don't know where this was coming from. And then I, family also has its own pressure. Yeah, right. you know? exactly. That was a whole thing. Why aren't thing. you calling me enough? Why aren't yeah. You, yeah, like, why aren't you like this? Or you used to be this way. I'm like, I'm also... An adult? Uh, I'm adult. I'm I'm growing up, and I'm also mid my thirties. Yeah, yeah. And and also, I think from the ages of like what you're born to when you die, you you change into so many different people. <laughs> your ages, the ages <laughs> from when you're born to your whole life. Your yeah, whole life. Your whole you life. Change. From change. birth to death. Yeah, you're like so many different people, and so like yeah. I don't know. It was just so weird them saying those things. I was like, oh Jesus. That's Christ. always well, interesting I too. That. I, I I used to get that a lot from my family. Yeah. Um, where it was just like, oh, you just. You just seem sad. Like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, or I like, am sad. But now, I went and saw my brother this weekend. And he was just like, you just seem happier. You just seem lighter. And I was like, because I'm medicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, you and also, like made changes change in my life. Yeah. Yeah. In life. yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people need to work on recognizing is, is something bringing you down? Are you feeling like you're just kind of coasting along? And you said, like, treading water in right. this situation just because it's like, this is my situation and like I'm kind of just comfortable in it but is it bringing you down in any way and can you change something about that yeah because you'd be surprised how like crazy of a difference that makes when you didn't realize before oh, like, yeah. how you would feel after that thing is changed yeah well and it's hard to put yourself first and a lot of, a lot of times I think people kind of fall to like oh well like I don't want how you know, I don't want to get help because I don't want people to think I'm, you know, a certain way or like I don't want to do, I don't want to say change this aspect of my life because maybe it'll hurt people. But yeah. like, once you finally kind of step back and realize that I think you're causing more damage by not thinking about yourself first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, that's true. Oh totally. What about you, Christina? I have, um, I have a lot of anxiety that I deal with. Um, I take medication. Record scratch. Um, I take a lot of medication. I, 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 mainly what I've been really most anxious about is uh, probably um, 
Being being alone and having confidence within that. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes. You know, yeah. I, I just got uh, I just got broken up with. Hey yo. Uh, <laughs> just got broken up with, and uh, like you know, three or four months ago, and and that was a long relationship. Yeah. That was a long relationship. You know, it's like three years. We lived together, all this stuff. Uh, but like, as soon as it ended, you know, of course I did like, you know, I did some crazy girl things, which if you ask me, I'll we tell might you. talk about it in the post show. Uh, post show, yeah, we'll talk about it in the post show because I did some crazy girl things. But hot girl summer, a hot yeah. girl summer, white claw. <laughs> Ain't no loss, baby. When you're drinking a white claw, love it. But I've I've been searching for finding confidence in myself in. Uh, in what I do and how I approach uh, my work-life balance, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, like I get it. I get the kind of anxiety where if I roll up to a <laughs> roll up, who am I? Uh, if I drive up to a place um, that I'm going to, to like meet some friends, I'll immediately have this rush of like, what if I like fuck something up, you know? And then if I'm hanging out with them, sometimes I'll be like, <gasps> does yeah. everybody like think that I'm not a good person? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And so that that's, that's my anxiety where I'll just filter between like, cause I have a really, um, probably based off of like my personality, my parents, the way I grew up, but I have a very uh, good and bad dichotomy. I think that's where in my brain where it's like you're either good or you're bad. Mm -hmm. There's no in between yep. and there's no settling. Yep. And so I'm like every time I show up for something I want to be good yep. and then if I'm bad or if I come ill prepared or if I don't give enough attention to what I'm doing then I feel like this immense anxiety that like my, I can feel my heart start racing. Sometimes I'll cry and I'll hyperventilate, mm -hmm. yep. um, which yeah. happened a lot, like not in the last four months, but before then for like eight months straight, I was having like nightmares and hyperventilating a lot. And it was like really stressful because it's like, ah, you just want to get that like needle that you just like put in your neck and then you just shoot it in. You're like, yeah, I feel great now. Like a tranquilizer for a bear. Yeah. For a bear. <laughs> yes. It's funny that you say that too because I get so much anxiety over certain social situations. Yeah. Like we did that live stream for Vicious Circle here at the studio. Yeah. And I was, it was a six hour stream. I was anxious the entire time. So oh, was no. I. Yeah. And I think yep. a big part of that was there are so many people here, so many personalities, so many like loud people and funny people. And I'm like, I can't keep up with this. Yeah, it's like, like yeah. expectations and competition. And like, you shouldn't feel any of those, yeah. but yet I, well, how do I feel this way? And it's like, do I need to be here? Is anyone gonna care that I'm here? It's yeah. like, if I say something, will people like think it's funny or think that mm -hmm. I like, like shut up, let these people talk. Mm -hmm. It was like the entire six hours of it. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. It's so funny thinking about that and those experiences because my, the entire time I was just sitting over there eating hot dogs, having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> like, not anxious at all. And That's it's, great. It's so interesting that, you know, you can be in the same exact situation as someone and just feel completely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. It's all about perspective, yeah. baby. Yeah. It's all about perspective and where you come from. This episode of Always Open is also brought to you by Me Undies. Uh, you know Me Undies. We talk about them all the time. What's that I smell? Ah, oh, yes, pumpkin spice. The leaves are crunchy, the breeze is crisp, and it's officially onesie season and officially fall. 
Fall means back to school, back from vacay. Fall is the time to get soft, it's time to get cozy, and it's time to cuddle up. Me Undies, the softest undies in the world, knows a little thing or two about that. Um, I recently got some new Me Undies. There's a kind now that the waistband is almost invisible, non existent, so it's smooth and soft all the way around. I have these very cute orange and blue print underwear. Me and Trevor both have them, and we often match because they're so comfortable and we love to wear them. Uh, as well as the pajama pants, which I think we wear every single day, every single night, uh, whenever we are not in our normal clothes. Uh, they're very comfortable and very easy to lounge around in, to fall asleep in, all that jazz. Could not recommend them enough. Uh, when they say they're soft, they mean they're softer than the foam on top of your pumpkin spice latte. So many fall references. They're softer than your favorite hoodie. You get the idea. MeUndies just introduced five new silhouettes with the Feel Free Collection for Women, which I mentioned before. Designed with every body type in mind and a feather light waistband for you to feel free. Undie exhaustion be gone. New prints drop every Tuesday, so you'll never run out of ways to express yourself. Plus, members get an exclusive print at the beginning of every month. Me Undies has a great offer for our listeners. That's you. For any first time purchasers, uh, when you order any Me Undies, you get 15% off and free shipping. Uh, you could get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable underwear you will ever put on. To get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash open. That's MeUndies.com slash open. Thank you, MeUndies. Well, we got um, a couple of questions yeah. that have been submitted by some people about anxiety that oh. we're going to answer on the show. Ooh, okay, do it. All right. First one, uh, I believe it's an anonymous question. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it reads, I'm a 23-year-old male from Ireland, and from the outside looking in, my life probably looks great. However, my problem is that I suffer from crippling anxiety and panic attacks. I've suffered from panic, panic attacks ever since I was a teenager, but didn't know what they really were until I was about 18. I had no social life, very little friends, and spent all my free time in my room. Whenever the panic attacks came, they left me either physically sick or crying in a ball on my bathroom floor for hours at a time. When I met my fiance, most of these issues went away. She helped me through the problems and gave me self-confidence. However, over the last year or so, these issues have come back and, in my mind, are more frequent and stronger than ever. I feel tremendous guilt that she has to deal with my anxiety attacks and even more guilt that she can no longer help me, since she was able to in the past. All I've heard is that talking about problems makes them better, but I feel like mine are just getting progressively worse. What do I do? How do I stop feeling this guilt towards my fiance when she has been nothing but loving and supporting even when I bring these worries up? I'm scared I'm going to push her away. If this continues, I need your help. I have a good little tidbit for that. Um, I, one, I would ask, are you in therapy? If not, go to it. Mm -hmm. See what it's like. Um, and know that therapy is not just like a boom a transaction that it sometimes can take like you know, you might have to be on a journey of finding like the therapist that uh, fits you. It may take three tries. Yeah. But also, I was the person in the relationship, my therapist put it as this, is like, when you're a person that has like major depression, I have major depression disorder, PTSD, and anxiety, and ADHD. So I'm a pill girl. <laughs> and, uh, when, when my therapist was putting it to me, she was like, uh, sometimes in a relationship you're the patient. Mm. 
and you're always the one that needs the most attention, the support, the you're doing great, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard. I, I would say that it takes a lot of work to that guilt that you feel from putting your partner under so much. Uh, you strive for stress and stress. Yeah, a so lot of much pressure. That that takes a lot. That adds more, in fact, more anxiety on you. So if you could let that somehow breathe and let go of that and talk through that through therapy, but also realize that the next phase of that of you becoming better is your partner realizing that you are no longer the patient in mm -hmm. that relationship. Mm -hmm. So because because I I got stuck in a in a spot where it was like. I'm clearly the patient. I'm the one that has like all the issues, yay! Mm -hmm. And uh, my partner was the one supporting me through all of mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But whenever you are getting better, sometimes it's hard for your partner to trust yeah. that you're actually taking those steps to like feel better. Right. And um, you know, I would just say like it's 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 conversation and communication. Obviously, obviously, those are like things that are involved. But know that once you start to get better, there's also another journey of, which almost feels like proving yourself. The action steps? Like yeah. Pro I, proving yep. that you're actually, be you're doing yep. better. Yeah. Rather than, and their, their guilt can tremor, can like ricochet over to that still. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's just a, it's a really hard, my therapist put it as like a really hard lesson to learn whenever like someone has taken care of someone and then they don't need to take care of them anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they can let them be. Yeah. And that's like a kind of a learning curve. Yeah. Have you ever done a cognitive behavioral therapy? Yeah, I used to take cognitive behavioral therapy. I feel therapy. like this would be great for. What is that? Um, Maybe you you, I haven't done it. You could probably speak on it better. Just like I, explaining kind of like the gist of it. Uh, so I, I'll probably do a butcherish job, but um, say you feel anxious and you're walking into a room, and as soon as you walk into the room, you feel like everyone hates you, or you feel like everyone's uh, talking about you. In cognitive behavioral therapy, they ask you a ton of questions about. Uh, like say like what is it like to walk into a room is it stressful is it you know they give you the options like, mm -hmm. or it's easy mm -hmm. uh, in in cognitive behavioral it's like more so changing the thoughts that you have about your surroundings and what sort of it's like whenever you have that problem, it's like you're trying to be psychic. Mm. You know, you're trying to pretend like you know exactly what everybody else is thinking, what exactly everybody else is doing. But in cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy, it's like changing that. It's like, why why do you think that? What What is actually happening? Mm -hmm. uh, and then mindfulness. Yes, yeah. the mindfulness. Because it sounds like, um, did they say no name? Okay. No name, yeah. um, it male from like, Ireland. Male from Ireland. Uh, it sounded like, you know, he had these issues and was with his fiance, and then they came back. So clearly, they're not gone, and that's mm -hmm. the tricky thing right. with anxiety. Is like, you know, mine was gone. There's no cure. Gone for like a year, and then all of a sudden, boom, bitch, I'm back. And it's yeah. like, okay, you're still here. And so it's like, clearly, the they need to be addressed. And I think um, using like kind of, I feel like cognitive behavioral th uh, therapy is kind of like a hands-on technique of mm -hmm. like. When you feel like this and you're in these moments of all of this, like you can find ways in that moment to actually um, 
work it out. You're either asking yourself questions, you're either like coping know of certain, techniques. yeah, coping techniques. So you're in the moment, you're like, oh no, blah, blah, blah. And then after a while, it'll start to just smooth. Well, that's something that we, we learn when Katie Morton uh, has been on the show is that I think there's a misconception with some people that there's a cure for a lot of mental illnesses, mm -hmm. uh, such as anxiety, but it's not so much a cure as this kind of lives inside of you and inside it's your brain journey. and it's the yeah. kind yeah. of your brain chemistry. Um, but there are ways to cope with it. Mm -hmm. And you could learn those over time and, and learn ways to either <clears throat> recognize when it's coming on or if you're about to feel that way and how you deal with it at that time. Mm -hmm. And like with proper therapy or training yeah. techniques, yeah. like it could get better. And yeah. especially since they, it says it's been happening since they were young, it makes me think that like it could just be also another um, in, in balance. Like it's something that's just like a part of you that needs to be, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So who... Who knows? And that, well, it's all about. You only know about going to a doctor. Yeah, the thing that kind of not, is, I wouldn't say concerns me or is a red flag, but I think kind of people sometimes get stuck in this mentality of like, oh, I'm so sad, and I'm I'm gonna meet the person who's gonna make me happy and for, mm. make me forget, and then you kind of realize like, oh wait, no, 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 this is something that's like going on with me, um, because you know he says that like he met his fiance and she helped him with these problems and these issues, and, and now they went away back. for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I think the number one thing here is to realize that like. Yes, you can be happy with someone, but that doesn't mean that like you are 100% okay. Yeah. Um, and you also have to like make sure you're putting in the work to make sure that you're the best you can be for this person. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you know, relationships like you were saying like are a lot of give and take. But when you're just get, uh, taking all the time, it can get it can get to be a lot for the other mm -hmm. person. It can get to be a lot for you as well because you're just like, oh, like this must be exhausting for you to like be with someone who's just constantly like needing and needing and taking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's like the biggest thing I like when you were reading it that kind of stood out to me that like he was like, oh, I met her and everything changed. I was 100% better and now I'm back. So like, yeah, therapy 100%, um, you know, fine. And there's, a, especially now, there's so many resources out there. You can actually, you can find a therapist in person, but there's also- um, Like the texting apps? There's texting yeah, apps, there's really online cool. life coaches. There's like all sorts of different things you can, and outlets you can find that could help you. Yeah. Um, and I would say 100% like look into that for sure, because I think when you're relying, when you're constantly relying on someone to be the source of your happiness, um, it can put you in a really dark spot if anything were to ever happen, which mm -hmm. is not good. Yeah. But it's also like puts so much, it puts a lot of pressure on that person yeah. to constantly fill this like need. And you know, they need to be taken care of too. It almost seems like he's so concerned about going in that direction because I think a lot of questions we get for the show is like, I have a partner or a friend who, you know, is dealing with these mental health issues and I feel like they constantly rely on me to make them feel better or to like, I feel this like weird pressure from right. it. Mm -hmm. And I think that oftentimes when there's people suffering from mental illness that they don't tend to recognize that other person and like the amount right. of stress and pressure that they're under, even though they're not yeah. the ones dealing with these mental issues. it's. It but also puts that a lot of stress on that person, that person as well. not becoming an enabler. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. where it's like the it, no matter how much it's like you got yourself into this situation, the other person sort of needs to know their limits. Mm -hmm. Like, because so, sometimes you can get caught up with loving someone so much that you sort of ignore a lot of idiosyncrasies or, or a lot of like bad red flags right. yeah. mm -hmm. and instead of yeah and instead of just like pointing them out because you think that they'll make that other person feel bad know that you, 
the, and this sounds weird, but the our minds are a lot more capable than we think they are, and so especially under stress and and failure and success and love, and so I think that I don't know if you're an if if you're the partner of someone who is having a lot of trouble, you also need to set limits. You need to tell that person. Like I think that this person needs to talk to their partner and I think their partner needs to realize and say hey these are my limits and if I go beyond these that I'm not me mm. and I need you to kind of figure it out a little bit because I think that's the struggle most of like someone who struggles with depression or anxiety is that they don't they, yes they have been tested their whole life and they have been in terrible circumstances but testing never ends mm. And like, I just think it's important for to to take over those battles in your brain for someone to be like, hey, if you keep acting this way, I have to rethink what I'm doing with yeah. with us. Right. Yeah. So it has and to I be think that's really important. And take. even if it fails, it's like the person who is struggling can be like. Fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. they can think about that, and that could be like a real, you know, not that that would ever, I would ever want that to happen, but it's like, sometimes that happens where you just have to have, you shit hit the fan, and then yeah. you're like, fuck, okay, I'm yeah. gonna get my shit together. I see things clearly now. Yeah. I yeah. The rain is gone. Yeah. Something yeah. <laughs> can't sing on these. Yeah. Uh, something I think that might also help, and again, every couple is different, but. Understanding, like, try to maybe communicate with your fiance, like, how she can help, right. and like, what in your in your mind is like the best case scenario for her to handle your panic attacks or your episodes or anything like this, um, in a way where she feels like she could help you. Because I think that's one of the things that I've struggled with in the past is having a partner where they've been going through something and I felt so helpless. I'm right. just like, I just want to help you and make you feel better. Um, but I recognize that I can't necessarily do that, but like what are some things that I could do or even not do to help you in this situation and to help you cope? Like for example, if you have panic attacks and you do want someone to just like talk to you about your day or like put on a show that you like or, or order you dinner or just like not be around yeah, when you're right. going through that. Like have that communication of like what will help you in these situations because I think ultimately the guilt that you feel is just f making this person feel bad and helpless mm -hmm. when you're going through this. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand that guilt. I've had that in the past. Um, but just having them understand like, this is on me, this is what I'm going through, this is not your fault or responsibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but just like, here are some ways you could help me. Yeah. Right. And that yeah. they can't take your pain away. Only you can, through help and through finding what works for you. Like when I am in the middle of a panic attack or I'm having something that feels like that, Devin will just like massage my hand. There's like a pressure point like right here mm -hmm. and he'll just start like massaging it and I'll just be like, ah, oh, cause I'm like focusing on this and I'm like, oh, it feels mm -hmm. nice. And then it starts to calm me down. He's not doing anything. He's not like emotionally giving so much of himself. He's just doing this and he's like, it's okay. Just yeah. like, all right, we're good, we're good. And so something he can aid me in and he's seeing that that is actually helping me. Yeah, or even if it's just a matter of like, here, like you relax on the couch, like we'll put on a TV, like mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go make dinner and like take this pressure off of you. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily like, I don't need a therapist in that situation. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to talk to someone and like vent all my problems out. I just need to like be, yeah. be and, yeah. th and just like let it pass and let it go through. Yep. Um, but ultimately I think too, 
she's your fiance, she loves you. Yeah. I, she like, wants to be with she you. cares about you and she wants to be with you. And, you know, she clearly has known about your issues in the past and has been willing to work through it with you. And I think, like, a lot of people will go through a lot and, and deal with a lot for love. Yeah. Um, because she loves you yeah. and who you are. And gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Called uh, Hundo P. Hundo yeah. P. Mm. Baby. Mm. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Well, good luck. Good luck. Yes, Good luck, But no, you're not alone. You are not. No, you're never alone. No. Okay, we have another question. Okay, Ooh, yes. let's, let's do, do it. it. Another let's question. Do There's a lot of questions about this subject, so. Uh, wait, 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 why are we all anxious? <laughs> why are we this way? Anxiety? In Real quick. This culture? In this day and age? I have to. I have to tell you guys just a very quick, small story. I went to the cardiologist recently because mm -hmm. I was like, "Why is my heart? Why am I crazy all the time? My heart beats so fast. Anxiety. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's, I'm gonna die. There's something wrong with my heart." And so he's from he's from Queens, New York. And so like I'm sitting in there waiting for him, and he comes in. He like stops, looks at me, and he's like, "Why are you in my office?" I'm like, "Uh, I, I, my heart." hurts and stuff <laughs> and he's just like he's like I'm gonna tell you right now he's like fine we'll do all the tests he's like but anytime I see somebody that's young like you he's like it's just anxiety you're not having a heart attack and then what do you know I get all the heart tests done and it's anxiety I will say ah. though if you do think something is wrong with your body do go to a doctor do go to the doctor yes, I'm glad also if you have yeah. a doctor don't just <laughs> don't be like it's anxiety <laughs> you could have a serious heart condition that you don't know yeah. about that's true go. yep but it, but it was really funny. He's like, more than half the people, the young people that come in, he's like, that are complaining about their heart, they're, they're having anxiety. And he said that you could give me somebody having a panic attack and somebody having a heart attack. And without doing a test, same they have the symptoms. same symptoms, which yes. is terrifying. Yeah. So just keep um, that But still mind. get your heart checked. I think like if you're, if you're, you know, going to the doctor is always the best route, but it is very interesting. And it made me feel more at peace, honestly. Yeah. Listen, better safe than sorry. It is, yeah. which is why my anxiety is here. It wants to be safe all the time. Mm -hmm. I want to be comfortable, <laughs> safe, in control. Yep. <laughs> I would also like to mention that this episode of Always Open is brought to you by Native. Uh, Native creates safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. They create products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. Native is formulated without aluminum, uh, parabens, and talc. It's filled with ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. They never do any animal testing, and there's free shipping and returns as well. Less is more with Native. They have fewer, simpler ingredients, so you know everything that is in their deodorant. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents as well for men and women. Plus, uh, they release new limited edition season scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula and baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. Their classic deodorant scents include coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. There's no risk to try. They offer free returns and exchanges in the US. I've been using the coconut and vanilla deodorant. Um, I know there's no smell in podcasts, but if you guys could smell this, you would be very happy. It's one of my favorite scents of all time. Um, and as someone with sensitive skin like myself, I get clogged pores a lot. This leaves my armpits very smooth, very soft, and I've never had any of the clogged pores issues with this. And it's natural, which is wonderful. Um, it's not like other natural deodorants that leave you all sticky. This goes on nice and smooth and leaves you smelling great all day. Uh, for 20% off your first purchase, go to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code ALWAYS during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com and the promo code ALWAYS. Thank you, Native. 
Uh, all right, this is another anonymous question. This comes from a 19-year-old, okay. and it reads, I am 19 years old, and about four years ago, I dropped out of school due to severe depression and anxiety. For the past few years, I have done nothing, and I mean nothing. Other than the occasional family trip, I have pretty much been unable to go out and do regular things like going to school or getting a job or even making friends. I have absolutely no idea what I want to do with my life and wouldn't know what classes to take at university. Not to mention the fact that my anxiety is still so bad to attend any classes. Every time I think about my future, I am unable to stop myself worrying about, when, uh, about wasted time and how I probably won't be able to do the things I want to do when, I'm eventually, uh, when I eventually work out what it is I want to do. Every time I think I find something I'm passionate about, I lose interest within a few weeks, maybe months if I'm lucky. I suppose my question is, how do you work out something as big as what to do for the rest of your life, and how do you overcome the fears and anxieties of getting to that point? Thank you for your help. I would say, woof, let's wipe that big ol' anxiety burden sentence away. What to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Let's oh just yeah. wipe that. That's yeah. a mouse coming up to your feet. You're kicking yeah. it away. Yeah, let's yeah. just, let's just, just take that away. Yeah, I think yeah. the first thing to realize is that no one knows what the fuck no. they're doing. <laughs> Especially not for the rest of your life. Especially at oh, 19 yeah. years old. Like, you're so, still... Yeah. There's and, obviously, like, some... Uh, What's the word? Um, like people who know they want to be a doctor and they go to medical school right, and like right. that's yeah, their there's future. just some people like that. It's oh. rare. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> even like Bernie was in medical school. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then oh, he switched wow. to computer science after like three years of medical school. Well, yeah. Sh yeah. Things change. Yeah, yeah, things change. I think that don't think about what you're. Because I, I, I dropped out of high school and. Uh, not for depression reasons, mainly just to do comedy, which is also a depression reason, <laughs> like, to be honest. You're so good at it, though, um, so. But, you know, don't ask yourself what's good for right now. What's good now? Mm -hmm. You know, asking those questions about stuff. Because I feel like sometimes people, like, I, I think that whenever you're 18 or you're 19, there's... 17, 16, there's a lot of pressure on you to like go to college, get that scholarship, you know, know what you want to do for or the picking, rest of your life. Picking a major in yeah. college, yeah. a lot of people and, like, get sticking to it. super yeah. anxious over, yeah. I think that there's a, so there's like actually too much, in my opinion, pressure on that. Where it's like, okay, you've taken two years to like maybe like drop out or figure stuff out and you haven't done anything. Well, maybe you should, you know, rethink what your what what is good for you right in this moment is it is it like having a job <laughs> yeah is it paying the bills is it getting out of your parents house you know like one step at a time you don't you don't need mm -hmm. to take those big steps of like i'm going to i'm living with my parents i'm going to apply for a scholarship blah 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 you know that takes so much effort blah 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 it's like now you're in adult world i'm so sorry but you're in adult world now you're you're 19, you're entering, you're about, probably about to be 20. You're entering the part of your life where you have to kind of like start taking care of yourself and find what it would be to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. job yeah. would be. I think, yeah, there's, there's this huge misconception about doing things in life too late. Mm -hmm. And I saw this fantastic graph. I'm going to try to recreate it with this menu. Okay. I'm just like, here's birth, okay. here's death. Here, let's say here is like 30 mm -hmm. or something. People think that like, if you're after that, that's too late. Yeah. But it's like, 
here's life, here's death, this is where it's too late. Yeah. You could do shit your whole fucking life. Yeah. It's never too late to try something new yeah. or to change paths or to just like completely change careers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's those it's pressures from society and, never and, and other people's expectations and thoughts of you when really it's like you need to do what's best, what's best for yourself. Like my therapist told me, she was like, if you ever feel like you don't want to do something and you're having a day where you're just like can't get out of bed, whatever it is, she's like, one thing, like just get up, take a shower. That feels good. Mm -hmm. What else would feel good? I don't know, getting some fresh air? Go get some fresh air. And it's like one step at a time until you feel comfortable enough to just like, make the bigger decisions, but it's gonna start small and that's okay because you're doing what's best and better for you. And that's truly what matters is doing what's for you. Or just like even making small goals of just like, I wanna go out of my house three times this month. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not very much. Yeah. Or even if it's just once, if, if you're not used to going out and doing things, I wanna go out once this month. Mm -hmm. Or I want to um, meet one new person mm -hmm in the next two months. Yeah. Something small where it just like kind of gets you going into that mentality of trying new things and not being scared to put yourself out there. Um, but God, I feel for this person of just like getting yeah. into this groove of being at home, not knowing what to do, not being able to make friends. Mm. Um, especially if you're just like, if you're living at home. So like yeah. there's nothing you really have to focus on because it's there and it's easy. And yeah. living at home is sort of decap, like, Debilitating? Yeah, I got a GED. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> still good. No, it's debilitating because you know you're still stuck in those in those relationships with your family where you can never escape. You know, because it's you know whenever you move out of the house and you visit your family, you know your our brains, our family brains try to recreate what was done before but it never really happens. It just causes way more anxiety. There's yep. way much more pressure. I think if you're living in your house you need to find a way to get out of that house, especially if it's I, I don't think that you need to know what to do or what friends maybe to make. I think it's about finding your independence aside from whatever else you're doing. I think that is the greater goal in this scenario is just finding your 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 light, your your independence. Hey, I have a job. I pay for my things. I pay for my apartment. Um, and then like I found this tribe. I, I found my tribe. I found my community. Mm -hmm. And I can go to it. And those are my friends that are like family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The idea that, and, and um, this person writes about how they haven't been able to find their anything that they're passionate about yet, um, and that they lose interest within a few weeks or months of trying something new. I don't think everyone in this world is like super passionate about something, no. and that's okay. Like yeah. You could have interests, you could have things you like, whether it's anime or video games or technology or whatever it is, that you just like, these are things I enjoy, yeah. and things that I am interested in doing or learning or whatever it is, and it's not something like, oh, I'm gonna, I, I wanna learn the guitar. I want to be passionate about playing the guitar, and yeah. then like you find that you kind of lose interest after a while. That's okay. That happens yeah. to yeah. everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to like pick up a new project or hobby, and then I've just been like, I forgot to keep up with this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and also, yeah, that which is like brings it to the point of like, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're doing fine. You like, you should be happy that you have a house to live in, you have a roof over your head, mm -hmm. food to eat, water yeah. to drink. Absolutely. Yeah. The only way is gratitude. Like, gratitude. Mm -hmm. Finding your way.
finding your own way out of that and being reasonable and simple. Because yeah. you don't have to go to the extremes to get out of a situation. You can go to the simplest route yeah. and, and you can build on that. And any decision you make right now at 19 or any point in your life is not permanent. Yeah. And the idea that you think that you need to figure out what to do with your life or that you're afraid to get a job because what if it's not a career you want to be in or something you're passionate about? That's okay. Yeah. Just yeah. get a job. Yeah. Just go work at, you know, Wherever. A Forever 21. Yeah. Maybe not. You do Trust you. me, I worked at Five Burger, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, and that, that yeah. shit sucked. I worked at uh, <laughs> like, yeah. TGI Fridays, and that sucked too. Like, but yeah. it's okay. But thank God about, it's Friday. <laughs> thank, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> but the thing about jobs like that, it's like, yeah, they might not be the greatest jobs, but like, you'll interact with yeah. people. Yeah, I met still some really cool friends too. Oh, learning there's skills. so many learning skills. You yes. uh, get paid. Yep. And so, like, Ooh, now you have money. a disposable income to to buy things that you want, to yeah. to have potential freedom if you want to move out eventually. Yeah. Um, so like there, the idea that you have to dive into something and be like, I guess this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, completely false. Yeah. No yeah. one should ever have that mentality because that's yeah, a dangerous exactly. road to go down. Yeah. Um, I wish you good luck, sir or yeah, man, woman. Person. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. I. We wish you the best, and we, you know, wish we had an answer, like a, an answer for it. But yeah. those don't really exist. And whenever you start to feel weird, just take three deep breaths, and at the end, tell yourself it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I did it to my little brother once. That shit worked. It yeah, does. dude. <laughs> yeah, breathing. And I do it. Yeah, yep. breathing. Breathing. Cheers Whoa. to that. It's yeah. Be okay. Cheers to that. Cheers to breathing. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers to breathing. Cheers to breathing. And to be okay. everyone who feels um, that they've gone through anything like this, who feels down or alone or scared, just know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. um, there are millions and billions of people who are going through the exact same thing as you. Very mm -hmm. common. Um, but that's, yeah. uh, that's about wrap it up. Yeah. The show, well, guys. Beautiful. Nice. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Yes, that it's was good so to much get, fun. It's good to get that out. Yes. It is so. really good to get that out. And wow. also, like, let people know that uh, you know, the cliche of, like, knowing that you're not alone, but also, like, hey, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. It's only yeah. going to be fine. We're in this together. We're in this All together. All of us. Oh, you. you. If you make the work into building a community and friendships and uh, some sort of, like, sustainable, not sustainable, but put the work into your mental health, then you you will be okay. It's only going up from there. It's yeah. just a lot of work, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. Yeah, so then we, you get to do cool things like this where you're yeah. talking about it. Talking about <laughs> it. Talking about it. Yes, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, if you're not a first member, you should sign up because we're going to be doing a post show. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about some sexy things. Ooh. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about I want to know about all I've had so many sexcapades, I could. Oh, careful. Woo. Don't give anything away. <laughs> but thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week for another episode of Always Open. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.